Robotnik rumbles in his red pajamas. Robotnik rumbles in his red pajamas. Hi, Caleb. Hi, Nick. Because this is a very special episode about wintertime and holidays, Mm -hmm. I want to give you the gift of you don't have to come up with an opening for the show. Oh, oh my God. Oh, what a release. I was like, oh man, I've been racking my brain all day. I've been trying to come up with one. You coming to me Mm -hmm. here with this break, with this gift. Uh, First of all, yes, best gift I've received so far here a few weeks before Christmas. First gift I've I've received so far, so... Um, (laughs) And also, I, uh, I'm i just going to relax for the rest of the intro. I'm just going to let you take it. You can just chill and let me handle it. Uh, yeah, please. Let me slowly unwrap this present for you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I'm just leaning back. I'm. Uh, someone is like, they've taken some of the wrapping paper that you've ripped off and are like f- waving it like a giant leaf for me in this recliner. Yes, exactly. Um, do they let you receive presents in jail? Uh, you know, I th- I'm asking you because you're in jail. <laughs> Oh, in the context of this? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit? Okay. Uh, Nothing. And I know that doesn't seem like a good gift to give, but... <laughs> <laughs> yes, and they let you receive gifts, but they have to be like... Uh, you, they can't be a cake with a knife in it, you know? Oops. There can't, okay. You, let me come up with a different one then. Yeah, there, okay, I got one. Um, So, I got a different one. Because <laughs> my, right, my setup was that you were in jail, but I was my present was a cake with a knife in it. Oh, my gosh. A, I'm so sorry. Joke, I ruined but it. But I guess... Um, uh, <laughs> Boy, it's really weird to be in this position and not the yeah. other position. How's it going um, over there? Not super good, uh, but, um, you know, sometimes, like, okay, so there's, like, rules for our show, right? Right. You're supposed to start with a joke that doesn't mm-hmm. sound like a joke and then half it's... the time isn't really a joke. Am I still in jail, or are we... Yeah, you're in jail. This okay, is, okay, we, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're on the other side of the glass from each other. Um, and as your attorney, I have to advise you that if you want to make it home for the holidays, mm-hmm. then you shouldn't break any more Sonic laws. <laughs> I didn't do it good. <laughs> Thank you for this very authentic laugh about my joke. I felt like the gift gift that I can give back to you is that usually you have this very big, very uh, energetic laugh that is usually not not mine. And so I was trying to give you back the laugh that you give. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. And you know who else gives a laugh like that? Santa Claus. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to Your Two Show. This is a uh, podcast featuring me, Caleb Zane Hewitt. And me, Nick Splendor. Where we talk about children's cartoons, uh, most especially Sonic the Hedgehog. And today we're doing a special episode for Radio Sega's Winterfest. Ooh, it's true. Radio Sega's Winterfest is a special uh, yearly event where 
they just do a bunch of different programming about winter and holiday related materials mm-hmm. uh, and so it's a lot of fun you can go check out the rest of the schedule at radiosay.ga slash winterfest or just go to radiosega.net and click some links uh, and uh the only thing, if I if I could just put something in the suggestion box, the only thing they could do differently next year is call it Winter Fast. Yeah, and I, uh, let it be only about Sonic. But other than that, a really really great. Yeah, so love it completely, and we'll mm-hmm. do our part to like bring Sonic to the table. But we will also do our part to improve it by from this point forward referring to it as Winter Fast exclusively. Just for our, but just like just to like warm it up like yeah get it, just break it in we're gonna break in the shoe a little bit and to give <laughs> to give sort of like an example where if you like want to change it or like you like you know you want to do it better next year uh-huh, you'll at least yeah. hear what it's like and also it doubles as like you can just use this episode again and we are ahead of the game <gasps> that's right we'll be the very f- the inaugural episode of radio sega's Winterfast. Today, we watched an episode of The Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. We skipped ahead a little bit from the point that we actually were at in the show and decided yep. to watch a Christmas episode. Because inconveniently, uh, the next episode in line was not about Robot Santa. No. <laughs> but that being said, there is one, so we just skipped to that one. It's called, what is it called? Sonic's Christmas Blast. Nice. This is a cute episode. I liked it a lot. I would like to say that, you know, the Sonic the Hedgehog shows give us a lot of feelings. They, uh, sometimes they teach us about life. Sometimes they, uh, show us how the world should be. Uh And then sometimes they just make you feel, uh, just like the least unique, uh, (laughs) completely unoriginal. No, no, no. (laughs) We joke a lot. We joke a lot about how the seeds for all culture are in Sonic the Hedgehog TV shows. And it turns out the seeds for, you know, just like a very famous and popular novel that I personally wrote was also... (laughs) Uh, built in yeah. to this episode. So. It's pretty great, actually. I mean, it is it is very different in its materials and outcome, but yeah, Caleb's book, Top Elf, does feature Santa announcing that he's stepping down, and it does end with Sonic the Hedgehog becoming Santa Claus. Yeah. So even though um, those two things are similar, it's pretty much different besides that. <laughs> and if you want to know exactly what we mean, you'll have to hit us up on the other side of this music hit for the recap. So the episode begins where the uh, the opening sequence and the theme song itself are actually unusual for the show. Mm-hmm. There usually is one of this like Hall of the Mountain King uh songs with this like weird classical music medley that then for like one second does the (laughs) but the song itself is like a a little bit more christmasy there's some jingle bells in there and we're Uh getting to see actually what turned out to be clips from the rest of the episode right i thought they were unique animations prepared for just for the introduction where we get Mm -hmm. to see uh sonic swoop around the world presumably deliver i think delivering presents even in the early clips Mm -hmm. uh, which is cute and then he he even has time to cut out a circle of ice around a big cannon and some robots, and then just, like, tease a seal who he has flipped (laughs) up into the air. Uh, Apparently that seal must have been, like, driving the machine or something. I can't tell if the creators of the show, or if the animators of the show, didn't realize that the little animals inside of Robotnik's (laughs) machines weren't, like, driving them. Also... And also that, it, like, a, if a baby seal was in a small ladybug monster, then a big tank must be driven by a giant seal. Is the logic that I th- am yes. thinking was happening here? But- I honestly didn't even think of that when we saw that. I thought the seal just got flipped up out of the water, but I love the idea that it was 
powering this cannon, uh-huh. and that um, I guess in that case Sonic is liberating. And when he waves this to the seal, he's just like, "You're welcome." But mm-hmm. I saw it as like I give no consideration to the lives of sea creatures. I hate water. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Um, so the actual premise of the show is yeah. that uh, Santa has appeared on television, and to the viewer at home, it's very obvious that Santa is a robot, uh-huh. but uh, to the entirety of Robot-tropolis, uh, which is an interesting variant on the, like, Robotropolis and um, Mobotropolis, mm-hmm. like, all these different versions of this phrase we've heard. But Santa has declared that he's going to retire. Mm-hmm. Uh, sounds familiar, but whatever. And the uh, and he he has announced that his successor is going to be Robotnik Claus, who is Robotnik wearing a poorly fitting Santa suit, which also sounds familiar. And I just don't care. <laughs> I just don't care. <laughs> it's apparent right away that the citizens of Robotropolis are not super excited about this. We get we get to see them through the eyes of a kid, this one particular child whose name I'm not sure that we I don't think they say it ever. Get. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the kid is very upset because he loves Santa and he's not sure about Robotnik Claus. And that gets confirmed because in the next scene we find out that Robotnik is changing some rules about Christmas. Uh-huh. When you go to sit in his lap, so Robotnik is in sitting on a uh, Christmas throne in front of a line of children yep. and he's asking the children what they plan to give Robotnik Claus for Christmas. Yeah. And admonishing the parents to like make sure you buy gifts for Robotnik Claus. Mm-hmm. Like he's just totally flipped it around, funneling from the 99% to the 1% of Robotniks. And this kid from before, uh this kid immediately punches Robotnik Claus in the stomach when he finds out this is the case. <laughs> yeah. Uh he's, he's sitting in his lap and he decides to punch him in the stomach and is very upset about it. Robotnik sends him to a factory. Yeah. The- He's like, let's lock this kid up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. The next time we see the kid is like two scenes later, uh, and he is catching Sonic. But I guess I should catch us up on what Sonic has been doing. I guess Sonic... Sonic (laughs) It does feel like this kid is the star of this episode. He really is. Yeah. Sonic talks to Sally Acorn, or should I say Sonic talks at Sally Acorn. Yes. uh, Because he... He tells Sally, like, okay, uh, just like last year, like, we're not going to do any presents, no presents at all, totally fine. Mm -hmm. And then Sally doesn't get a chance to say anything. Sonic leaves, Tails comes up and asks, like, what's going on? And Sonic says, I'm going to Robotropolis to buy Sally a million presents because last year she got me a ring when she wasn't supposed to give me anything. And it was very embarrassing for me. And so now I'm going to embarrass her Uh by giving her a lot of presents. And the question is here, does Sonic realize that he and Sally Acorn are engaged? Right. And because I don't think he does. I think he just it was like, oh, cool, a gift. <laughs> I No, I really think that's what it is, is she was like, we're not going to give each other presents. And then she brought the ring and she was yes. like, but we are going to give each other the present of an eternal life together. That's right. And uh, Sonic didn't realize. He just took the ring and ran. Uh, put it on his finger uh, and tried not to get hit because he'd lose it. You yeah, know exactly right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's like n- no more jokes to do about the no, ring. <laughs> no, it's bad. <laughs> I'm sorry that I, I'm sorry that I even put it here. It's fine. That. We have to. We have to. Here, here on Radio Sega, the audience most likely to be sick of that joke. Yeah, I don't know if you know this, but basic Sonic facts. <laughs> <laughs> No, but you're right. We were all thinking it. It's good to have it out in the air. Mm-hmm. 
Sonic goes to Robotropolis with Tails, even though Tails warns him it's dangerous. Yes. And when he gets there, uh, the kid psts at him from behind a statue. It's like, Mr. Sonic, Mr. Sonic. And Sonic's like, I don't know any Mr. Sonic, but you can just call me regular Sonic. (laughs) I just would like to take one moment to note how absolutely adorable this version of Tails is. Oh my gosh, it's so cute. Sonic media without Tails is wrong. It's wrong. As good. I like Sonic Underground, but that's what we've been watching lately, and seeing Tails again is a is a just a cool draft of air. It's such a treat. Tails is the most perfectly designed yes. being in the world. And especially this Tails. So cute. Mm-hmm. All right. So the kid says very quickly in three sentences, uh, hi, the Robotnik has taken over uh, and become Santa Claus. He sent me to a factory, and then I escaped the factory. Can you help us save uh, Robotropolis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is a story we need to tell. Like, yeah. that, who's written my fanfic about this boy? <laughs> How did this kid get out of the factory? That's not even covered even a little bit. No, he's, like, very cool, apparently. This yeah. kid's really strong. Confronted with Robotnik, he punches Robotnik faster than anybody else has in the history of Sonic Media. Right, he immediately knew. Like, he meets Robotnik, they exchange two sentences, and he punches him in the gut. Like, how <laughs> dare you be this evil? <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> it was amazing. And then the kid somehow just, like, busts out of of cyber jail. Yeah, and I, this kid's unstoppable. <laughs> the weird thing, too, is that in the writing of this episode and in the show itself, there was no reason for him to get sent to this place like we never see a shot of it uh yeah that, the kid yep. doesn't have any secrets about it that he can tell sonic later like there is no reason for it the kid just appears in another episode they could have just thrown him out of the like sit on santa's lap area mm-hmm. and then see him outside after that but no we have to put this frame narrative in place of like this kid was sent to jail busted out uh, <laughs> and I, I admire him. I admire him, and he's great for the rest of the episode. Yeah, he's really great. His faces are great. His like entire row of like front teeth is really good. Yes, <laughs> he has like eight front teeth. Mr. Sonic, Mr. Sonic. I don't know any Mr. Sonic, but it sounds like you need help. Everything's terrible. Santa retired. Santa retired? Yeah, and he put Robotnik Claus in his place. And Robotnik Claus sent me to a robot factory. And I escaped, and his robots are after me, and... Watch it! Ah! Did you say Santa put Robotnik Claus in his place? Yes, and you've got to find Santa and tell him how wrong he was. After that, what happens? We see that Robotnik has further flipped Christmas on its head and is putting a million chimneys on his own house to make sure that every person on Earth has a chimney to go through in order to drop a present under his tree, which I find to be an actually like very hysterical reversal. That's the funniest part of this very funny episode. Yes. Like, I thoroughly enjoyed this cartoon, but that's killer. <laughs> when he's like, we, we see them constructing chimneys, like laying the bricks, and then it's zooming out, and we see there are so many chimneys on this building. Then Robotnik and somebody else are in, like, a helicopter sort of flying over, mm-hmm. and Robotnik's like, I need more chimneys. And then the other guy's like, um, but we've already made a few dozen. And he's like, I need one million chimneys so that each human can fit down one. Legs first, followed by the butt. 
butt, followed by the rest of the body. Finally, the arms, which are holding a gift for me. I need each of them to have one chimney for their entire long bod to slide down through and then present me with a present. <laughs> this chimney was made for me. And I was made for receiving gifts. <laughs> He refers to that robot, the one you're talking about that was in the helicopter with him, as Toady Robot. He's like horrible Toady Robot. He says at one point, like, this oh. is my... <laughs> I missed that. I'm pretty sure, I don't remember exactly the phrase he uses for it, but he like refers to it as like a sycophant. And I don't know if he was just telling it off or if that's its actual name, but it's the only thing we have. That must be its model. Mm-hmm. Like, there are a lot of purpose-built robots in this episode. This yeah. s- uh, show has a lot more of, like, a Robotnik as Dr. Wily approach. Yeah. Uh, I guess more like Sonic Boom does later, too. He, mm-hmm. he makes a lot more purpose-built robots. Um, I like it. I like yeah, them it's, all. I like the gumdrop-headed robot. Yes, and it's an interesting, <laughs> it's an interesting uh, juxtaposition with uh, Sonic Underground, where pretty much all of his robots look exactly the same. Yeah. They, just like, they're all swap bots. Yep. So Sonic goes to save Santa Claus... Uh, after, oh, actually, so uh. there's so Sonic fights a couple of times with Scratch and Grounder, and at, during one of these fights, Sonic puts on a Bugs Bunny outfit as a garbage man. But the garbage man, he's a garbage man who just wheels a like regular sized trash can around. <laughs> like yeah. the I, the idea, I guess, is that Sonic had to look like a garbage man with whatever he could find on the street, and he yes, couldn't he find just, a truck or anything. He just grabbed like a dolly. And a regular street trash can and put it on. But he also found a mustache. He did find a mustache, and I bet he found it in the trash can. That's my guess. I guess so. I guess it might have even... Yeah, we, we have to speculate as to the specific material composition of the mustache. Mm-hmm. But is this the first time we've ever seen young Uncle Chuck? I was thinking about that. <laughs> because this is, I think this is a seed planting the, the truth, mm-hmm. which is that uh, if you look at Uncle Chuck... And if you look at Sonic, yeah. th- they're pretty similar. But when they- you put that mustache on Sonic, I think it's impossible to ignore that. Actually, they look very close to the almost, same person. Almost identical. Uncle- <laughs> <laughs> We've <laughs> joked a lot about the like about the obvious like plot, like uh, metaphysical like idea behind Uncle Chuck being Sonic and how that um, is definitely possible in terms of like, you know, we, and before we've talked about it, like, oh, did he get some sort of reconstructive surgery? Like, did he get, uh, like, why does he look so different? Yes. But, you know, honestly, when you put the mustache on Sonic, they look so close to the same person. No surgery required. Like, Mm-mm. this is him. It's I him. Just, and and it, 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 it's like, I don't know. I feel like Lois Lane yeah. seeing... Sonic, I mean, sorry. Yeah, seeing Sonic take off his glasses for the first time mm-hmm. and realizing that my coworker, Sonic the Hedgehog, is actually Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> Except uh, this, he's actually this... supersonic. <laughs> <laughs> that joke's already there. I didn't need to do it. <laughs> I just can't believe that we never saw it before. You know, we saw we saw the truth of the matter. We saw straight to the heart of it, but this piece really clicked for me today. We were missing this puzzle piece, mm-hmm, this, this one special brown puzzle piece that you fit right over Sonic the Hedgehog's mouth area. This is somebody's like first time they're hearing us, and they're like, <laughs> what in the world are they talking about? You'll just have to go back and listen to our old episodes to catch up on... Chuckgate. Chuckgate! <laughs>
And now that we've plugged our old episodes, I guess this is as good a time as any is to update everyone with an ad break that this is part of Radio Sega's Winterfest. No, we still haven't finished the Winterfest 2018 <laughs> no. is uh, going on now, and you can go to radiosega slash Winterfest. They misspelled it in the in the URL. It's F-E-S-T, but it is pronounced Winterfest out loud. Yes. Yeah, so we yeah. want to thank Radio Sega for including us in that, and um, uh, terms and conditions do apply. Hopefully we are not even a third of the way to this episode, so I... Mm-mm. Nope, we're going to do another couple of ad breaks, and they're going to be ads for the same thing. And back to the show. Now, Caleb, what happened after that part of the recap, if you could stop laughing for one second and be Sonic. serious about Sonic the Hedgehog? <laughs> Sonic, Sonic beats up Scratch and Grounder, tricks them with his Garbage Man outfit, and Scratch and Grounder very uh, happily tell him the location of Santa Claus, he, which is seven miles south of the North Pole. Really good directions. <laughs> they go there, but they forget to pick up Tails' long johns on the way, and so Tails is very cold, and I'm mad that they did not protect that sweet baby boy. I know, dress him up, and I did want to see him dressed up in long johns! <laughs> and we see that moment that we talked about earlier where a big cannon wheels out of a giant igloo base. Yep. The cannon fires at them, Sonic dodges around the icicles that it shoots into the ground big ice pillars yes and he carves a hole in the ice by running around the cannon the cannon flips a bunch of times falls into the water and uh, defying gravity logic and any previously established (laughs) existence of a seal a giant seal (laughs) leaps into the air sonic looks at the seal gives it a little wave the seal makes kind of a ooh face and then falls into the water and that sequence (laughs) is complete now here's my question Given the subsequent events of this episode, Mm -hmm. is this uh, the creator's way of saying, this isn't canon, baby? (laughs) Are they saying, we're destroying canon right now, we're going to put the canon in the ocean, because what's about to happen... Mm-hmm. But like bypasses the laws of nature and mm-hmm. of Sega. So you're saying this is the full grown seal moment. This is when they like because they they say you know that if this was really Sonic the Hedgehog, if this was not a dream, if this wasn't like a fictional uh-huh. piece, this would be a baby seal. Bingo. We're showing you an adult seal now, so you know you're in the dream. <laughs> you know you're in the dream. He's he's the um the big seal is Sonic's inception dreidel. Yes, exactly. And um, that's how you know it's there. It's yeah, also... We, if you ever need to know that... This is actually a really good tr- trick for you guys at home. If you mm-hmm. think you might be in a dream, if you ever yep. need to know if you're in a dream, uh, run around fast in a circle, destroy <laughs> a tank, and see what's inside. Mm-hmm. And if, first of all, if there's a tank, and if you destroyed it, you're probably right now in a dream. You're probably the dream. You're probably in a dream. But then, <laughs> third, just in case, if there is a baby seal in there, not a dream. If there is a big seal in there, dream. Period. Yep. And that's one way you can know. All right. So, having established that we are now not only fully out of canon, but we have broken the seal, so to speak, on, oh. a, new re- on a new reality. Okay. Okay. Breaking the seal. Then what happens? They save Santa. Uh, who still looks who looks a lot like Robot Santa. Like, to be fair, they did a really good job making Robot Santa. That Robot Santa was pretty accurate. There were just, like, a mm-hmm. few extra lines on the face and mm-hmm. I think a couple of, like, bolt holes on some of the limbs. But, like, for the most part, I mean, I would have been fooled. This is an edit, I guess, that I have for if you're making a Santa suit in the future. If you okay. don't want to be interpreted as a robot, make sure that you're showing at least a little bit of skin normally, like most oh, of the time. okay. So that then when the robot is being you and they try to put on the outfit, they'll see... That there's metal under there and not skin. <laughs> That's just the thing that they could have done, but they didn't do. 
Good point. Uh, you're, we're teaching everybody a lot of like really useful life lessons today. In my annual le- a letter to Santa Claus, I will mm-hmm. include that note. You don't need to worry about doing it. I'll do it. Thank you so much. I really appreciate You're that. You're welcome. Um, but if he gives you an extra present for it, Uh-oh. that's mine. <laughs> mm, well, we'll see. Well, I guess we'll see. <laughs> they like say- S- Santa rewarding positive comments. <laughs> if Santa Claus gets, like he looks at the comment mm-hmm. field at the bottom of this year's announcement of Christmas on his website and he's getting just like a lot of really positive feedback from people who are like you know i think you could do it a little bit differently have you considered do you ever think about how santa's kind of like a mod (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're right he is one of the he's the original mod Mm -hmm. if you if you act good you get to stay in the chat room (laughs) and receive the presents and if you don't you get banned. <laughs> coal banned. You get coal banned. They save Santa Claus and they go back to the North Pole where the elves are waiting and they say that all of the presents are gone and yes. all of their stuff is gone and there's no way they're going to be able to save Christmas by that night. Then the episode is over. And the episode is over and <laughs> uh, Christmas was not saved and this was really kind of a bummer. Yep. No. <laughs> Oops. Got you. Got me. Sonic the Hedgehog is there and he's not about to let this christmas go to waste nope if you have something you need to do in a hurry Mm -hmm. have you considered inviting sonic the hedgehog (laughs) it's like santa doesn't even know who he's dealing with in this like he's like do you you know what show you're in santa's like (laughs) we don't have any time to do this and like everyone that knows sonic like looks at each other and it's like they turn they look at each other they smirk a little bit and they turn Mm -hmm. to face him and he's already done it Sonic really does, though. He he runs to Robotnik's factory. He picks up all the toys. He very quickly and easily takes them around the entire world a few times, drops yep. them off for everyone, and it still has time to buy toys for Sally and drop them off on her. Clarify that for me. Did we see him go to a store and pick those up? Or are these pre-wrapped gifts that he has skimmed off the top of the Santa pile? Here's what I believe. <laughs> Here's what I think, and Mm -hmm. I'll tell you. Mm -hmm. I have a full theory already formulated about this. So we see that Robotnik has not only taken the gifts from the families, he's also taken everything out of all the stores. Oh, that's right. Yes. So uh, the stores are empty. People's houses are empty. There's a good solid amount of presents and stuff that probably needs to go back to the stores Uh rather than, oh, man. Yeah. the, The... I just realized that the existence of the fact that Robotnik, who now had control of Santa's factory and had uh-huh. control of all of it, needed people to go buy presents at stores makes me wonder about the actual power of Santa. Oh. Also combined with the fact that uh, just by apparently inheriting the mantle of Santa, he was allowed to establish these rules that people had to then give him presents. Like, what exactly were Santa's powers and if he was just doing this as a dictator then did he need the whole santa gimmick or wow okay wow there are a lot of questions um the one question i do want to address is the the chimney base where we see a robotic building out his army of chimneys Mm -hmm. i don't think that's at the actual north pole no, it's not. The because North Pole is where we saw Santa and and Sonic sitting around. So with this the is elf. so I think there is something maybe magical to infer here that Santa does have certain powers or that his mm-hmm. arrangement with all the elves and everyone is for some reason 
even though Robotnik has claimed to usurp the role of Santa, he has not taken over residence at the mm-hmm. North Pole and made anyone there do anything. That's true. He just took all the stuff. Yeah. Oh, but he did take it. But somehow he only took like what they're... What? I don't know. My question is, if Sonic goes around and like retrieves all of these presents that, that are like wrapped... How does he know what needs to be taken back to the store? Does he un- d- does Sonic is Sonic so fast now that he's uh, gone through these trials and unlocked the secret of top speed or whatever? Which we also didn't explain Which, yet. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, he goes. Through, he like does a snowboard and then a hang glide. Well, and, and there's a ring and. Then, I, Okay, you want to go into more detail? <laughs> I do, because I think this is the wildest stuff in this okay. episode. All right. So it's mentioned a couple times throughout the episode and shown to us that last year, Sally Acorn gave Sonic a ring that had a strange symbol on it, that mm-hmm. he didn't know what it meant, and he didn't know why. And there was a bird at the beginning of the episode that talked to Sonic for a minute and was <laughs> like, oh, what's going on? I love mysteries. I love that bird. I love that bird. I thought he was going to be a new character in the episode, but he was not there for the rest of it. Sonic's um, just like, don't tuck yourself out, bud, and like catches and puts him back in the nest, and then they run off. But yeah, and, and then later on, Santa sees the mark and is like, oh, I recognize that mark. Takes him to the catacombs beneath the North Pole yep. and shows him the drawings that the indigenous North Pole people did there. <laughs> I guess the ancient denizens. Yes, and so there's like a series of markers, including a thing that literally is like hand plus ring equals. Uh-huh. And then that like that speed force symbol that's yes. on Sonic's ring. First of all, the math, the ancient people had the same math as us, I guess. <laughs> Second, um, Santa has apparently studied these for years and has never understood what they meant. Uh-huh. And now knows that Sonic has to do a series of trials to gain the speed force, which will allow him to go around the Earth uh, in seconds, which we already sort of felt like he could do. Yeah. I uh, guess he gets faster, but they don't really, we don't see him, like, imbued with any new power. Mm-hmm. He just, like snowboards hang glides drops a snowboard on scratch and grounder and then winds up next to santa who's like great now that you've done that you're the true speed champion unfortunately we shouldn't have done that all day long because now we have even less time than we had before (laughs) that's classic stakes raising writing that's how you do it Uh uh-huh is you uh make the story require something and then you say oh man we wasted our time and now you only have two minutes (laughs) yeah we shouldn't have done that stuff that we decided to do instead and then sonic he's now he's so fast that he is able to do it um and then what else happens? Oh, yeah, uh, we should also mention that when he takes all the presents from uh, Robotnik, he also takes Robotnik's Santa costume off, uh, just leaving him in his boxers, which is mm-hmm. just, like, super embarrassing. So embarrassing. I cannot believe that that happened to Robotnik. His boxers had hearts all over them, and the only critique I have of this whole episode, in fact, the only critique I have of really Sonic the Hedgehog in general, mm-hmm. is the only one in this episode... Robotics boxers should have had Sonic's head all over him instead of hearts. That's it. It's just a missed opportunity. Just a missed opportunity. But if I want to give, if I want to uncritique that critique, Mm -hmm. in the 1990s when this was made, did they have novelty print boxers yet? Or no, they only had the heart print. They ones. only had the heart. We hadn't invented it yet. Okay. Yeah, when you okay. there's actually boxers in order to be comfortable at all. There was a certain fabric that was the only fabric we'd figure out how to use to make boxers, and they had a heart print on them. And that's why all the cartoons, all the old cartoons you see, have heart prints. Like at a certain point in history, mm-hmm. and just think about this: at a certain point in history, there was no Sonic the Hedgehog. That's mm-hmm. terrifying. That's wild. You go earlier than that. There was no such thing as a cassette tape or a Walkman. Mm-hmm. You go back before that. There was no such thing as a Talkboy. 
That's yeah. a Christmas. That's a Christmas. And uh, then right uh, before that, and the, right before the talk boy was the iPhone, and that's but right before that, a, it's not even there anymore. There's like not even an iPhone. And then and then like um, it wasn't until I guess. Wait a second. Is this an ad? <laughs> no. Uh, no, it's not. Okay. That's the episode, pretty much. Pretty That's much. the recap. Pretty much. Oh, one final fact. After Sonic returns all the presents to their rightful places under the tree, he goes back to the North Pole, and Santa is like, you know what? You're Santa now. Oh, yeah. And, and then Sonic turns to the screen, and Tails says, and Sonic says, happy Christmas to all of you. And, uh-huh. and Sonic's like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tails does a Sonic says meme. <laughs> According to this episode, Sonic the Hedgehog is our current Santa Claus. That's what we have to... Yeah. This came out in 1996, so you can assume that every Christmas from 1996 Mm -hmm. forward, any gift that you've received has actually been given to you by Sonic the Hedgehog and his team. Love that. Mm Mm-hmm. I love that. The the number one thing that I want to talk about is Sally Acorn and her mysterious ring. Because yes. Sally Acorn does not get any lines in this episode. It's obvious they didn't want to pay her voice actress for participation in this movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I am curious about this ring and the implications of her having this, like, strange prophesied object that she gives to Sonic one Christmas prior. Extremely good note. Yes. Where did she get the ring? Mm-hmm. Did she understand its import? And was Sally supposed to become Santa Claus? Right, so Sally was trying. Sally was trying really hard to tell Sonic something this whole episode. Uh-huh. Every time he's about to leave, they show her like, "Ooh, like, please let me get a word in." Raising a finger. Um, I and I wonder if. So we talked about it. Maybe that they were going to get married. But what if it just was her ring? Uh huh. And Sonic like took it because she like pulled it out to show him, and he was like, "You got me a present." And then he spent the whole year angry for having done gifts when she said she wasn't going to even though he just made up that there were gifts <laughs> yeah, i love that he didn't he she was not giving him a gift she right. said sonic i want to be very clear about something no gifts this year i'm not going to give you a gift and you're not going to give me a gift okay and he's like okay sally and then she pulls out a ring that she's going to put on her own hand because she's like i've been very clear with him he will not attempt to take this object from me and then he's like oh cool a ring i love rings thanks sal and every time every time she has ever pulled anything out of her pocket in front of him he has taken it and thought it was for him He's like he has a he has a very wide understanding of where Christmas falls and when you give Christmas presents. And basically anytime he's like, Oh, this is a little late for Christmas, but thank you so much. And she's like, No, that's no, that's the Walkman I just bought. This as an extrapolation of Sonic's self-centeredness and his impatience uh-huh. is like disgusting. <laughs> he really yeah, the implication that he's like he can't he just doesn't understand property boundaries. Mm-hmm. He doesn't understand that anything doesn't belong to him. And this has implications for him running through the world, just grabbing every ring in sight. Like, maybe in this world, maybe in Sonic the Hedgehog games, he's not supposed to have those rings. <laughs> those are not his rings. <laughs> They're not for him. <laughs> uh, and, and the connection to the prophecy. So if she yes. was supposed to be Santa Claus, had she found this ring 
did she know that she was going to be Santa Claus? What is the deal? What, <laughs> what is the deal? I'm so... And why did they put this thread in this episode? Yeah. Why not just have Sonic, like, run around the world and save the day? I guess... So I guess the first thing was somebody saying, he can't really run around the whole world in one day. Even Sonic. He's not fast enough to mm. do that and deliver all the presents. We have to give him something to yeah. make it better. But to be fair, the trials that he completed didn't really make use of his speed abilities. Right? No, not at all. I guess the triathlon, like, the, he just kind of does a triathlon of, like, snowboarding, hang gliding, bicycling. Mm-hmm. And I guess the bicycling, he might go fast, even though it doesn't show him using his super speed, really. Yeah. But just snowboarding, Sally could have done that. Hang gliding, Sally could have done that. And biking at, like, even, like, she could have completed the speed trials and gained the power of Santa Claus. Yeah, if anything, Sonic the Hedgehog is the person who, like, least needed this gift because he yeah. already has a super speed he didn't need to get from like 99 to 100 that's ex- this could have been anybody who could have gotten the gift of lightning fast super speed wow this is really like a min max dungeons and dragons situation where like they should have shared the magical items and instead the one character is going like i'll have that one mm-hmm. i'll have that magic ring what do you think the other drawings underground are for because it, there wasn't just that one drawing right there were a lot of drawings under in the christmas catacombs there was a lot of ancient magical math mm-hmm. uh probably explaining to santa well and also also what how does santa normally get around bingo we didn't see reindeer we didn't see the sleigh well, maybe maybe those are were included in the things that Robotnik stole. Oh, maybe I, that's yeah. why he they're didn't probably, have the reindeer or the sleigh. They're probably all in big boxes underneath Robotnik's tree. But that that was the biggest mystery of this episode, uh-huh. and I do think that it made the whole episode a little messier. Like it, it almost like sure. that string tried to put some like serious lore storytelling on this arc in uh-huh. a way that like it didn't need and that this looney tunes show like didn't need it just needed sonic to be like oh i could save the day with my speed and then all the kids go that's what i was hoping you would do right exactly and unlike the uh the little kid who gets thrown into robot jail factory Mm -hmm. and then escapes that's like an interesting unexplained lore (laughs) yeah like why couldn't they have given us those scenes right we could have spent time on that instead uh or something do you think that kid had like magic teeth do you think he could, he like, ripped open the Yeah, door? I think his teeth are his power. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, and if the camera panned over from the signet ring on the wall, we would see another drawing of, like, elf hat plus teeth equals this kid. The factory exploding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, he chewed his way out of the factory. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, this, I mean, again, having not seen it, maybe it comes up later. Maybe there's a more... Uh, in this version of Sonic the Hedgehog about ancient secrets and uh, it would be amazing if from this point forward this show The Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog was about Sonic navigating his new role as Santa Claus (laughs) 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 not that Santa really has decided to retire that would be amazing Mm -hmm. (laughs) at least like you you could get a like a two or three episode miniseries out of it what if this was a the Santa Claus situation uh, where this was the only way for Santa to get passed on. Like, Santa did have the speed force, but he needed someone else to claim it right. in order to move on. Okay. And so he was. He saw the opportunity, like, oh, man, if I give this to Sonic, I won't have to do this anymore. Right. Which is not how the Santa Claus goes. Of course, it's a much more tragic beginning. <laughs> um, yes. Maybe in this world, the, so- the Santa powers 
accelerate your metabolism. Mm-hmm. And this Santa was nine years old two years ago. Whoa. And he, ha- in order to move that fast as a magically imbued human, he mm-hmm. has aged at an astonishing and heartbreaking rate. And so he ne- really, maybe this mm-hmm. whole thing, maybe Santa worked out, you know, he tricked Sally. He gave Santa gave Sally the ring mm-hmm. for Christmas last year. And then Sally got it out. And, sh- and Santa, who knows whether you've been naughty or nice, knows how naughty Sonic is, mm-hmm. taking everybody's gifts. <laughs> and he knew that Sonic would take the ring, but that he couldn't give him the ring directly for some reason. We don't know, you know. I still, th- I still like the idea that the original plan was for it to be Sally. I like that, too. I think that's, yeah, and Sonic's selfishness overtook. But here's the one thing. I think, for whatever combination of reasons, Sonic has to be the one to receive the Santa powers because his body is already mutated in a way that enables him to withstand, like, enormous speed. He, yeah, in fact, I think he, you're right. Like, yeah. never ages for some mm-hmm. reason. Um, no, that makes a lot of sense. He, well, he does age because he becomes Uncle Chuck, but we can talk about that another Well, time. but, like, how many hundreds of years are we talking about? Wait, what if this speed force is <gasps> the time-traveling power that we've been waiting to see? Boom! Okay, yes! So, uh, really, what... Yeah. <laughs> just like you're saying, it causes you to age. This Sonic receives a, a super speed power that doubles as a time-traveling power, which yep. is also... <laughs> <laughs> The kid who breaks out of the factory is this Santa Claus. (laughs) Yeah, we haven't connected all the dots yet, but somehow that is Santa. (laughs) That's Santa. This is the moment Sonic really becomes Uncle Chuck. Uh, It's also the moment that Sonic breaks the fourth wall. But since, oh, Uh, I mean, they, they were giving us these fan theories, but they did break the seal. So we know this isn't actually canon. Right. Unfortunately. They put a big red cap on it by saying, hey, you know what? This has been fun, but happy holidays, everybody. <laughs> I think that's enough wild speculation yeah, probably. for today. <laughs> uh, thanks again to Radio Sega for asking us to do this Winterfest episode or we never would have visited this beautiful Christmas app. Yeah, I don't know how long it would have taken us to see this, but this is a really cute episode. I really recommend watching this one um, hopefully with a, a hot cup of chocolate. Mm-hmm. Right by the fire with your chestnut. You've got like chestnuts and a little bowl that you run your hands around mm-hmm. in, like those gel balls. And your eyes are all aglow. And the mouse are awake. They're wide awake because everybody <laughs> wants to watch Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh-huh. And why wouldn't they? <laughs> and uh, if you are interested in... Uh, Secret Christmas lore. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, like mysterious Christmas facts from uh, ancient civilizations, mm-hmm. uh, retiring Santa Clauses, <laughs> and trials to allow someone to become the next Santa Claus. Uh, if you're interested in any of that, you might also like my book called Top Elf, which you can buy this Christmas. I forgot to say up top of the show that you are a resident Christmas slash Santa lore expert having written an entire very good book that's called top elf published by scholastic you can probably find it on barnes and noble featured tables this season (laughs) and uh it's really good and cute and funny and caleb Mm -hmm. did a good job on it and And if you uh, need a gift for anybody but especially a kid around the ages of 8 to 12 it's a book that i think they would like Mm -hmm. but i enjoyed it even though i'm um apparently older than 12 Mm -hmm. uh because i am 
uh, uh, you know, just a big dumb kid at heart. Whether you're eight, twelve, or eight hundred and twelve, this just like <laughs> this is me. The book for you. <laughs> Um, it is really good, and it was funny as we started watching this going, oh, they're going to announce that, well, okay, wow, there are, like, two very similar plot points to the book that you wrote, and then it turns very different after that. Yes, but I clearly, this was incepted in my mind a long time ago, and I'm very happy for it. I, for one, am, like, really proud to, like, discover the way in which you have been uh, incorporated into Sonic's extensive lore. Yeah, exactly. I need to find the, like, we're still on the lookout for the way in which I have been uh, excessively influenced by Sonic the Hedgehog in the past. Yeah, what is, I honestly think it's Sonic Underground and all of its music. I think that's you in there. Oh, thank you. Thanks, everybody, for listening. (laughs) This has been uh, your two show, our special Christmas episode. That's RadioSega.ca slash Winterfest. Thanks again to Radio Sega. Thank you to... Dave Donkin and Goodnight Productions for our theme song, which I presume we'll still use even though we should maybe do a holiday-themed mm-hmm. song. I probably won't find one. Thank you to Nick Splinter for uh, building a new, fresh, original mashup of our uh, <laughs> usual theme song with some classic Christmas music. It's, I really appreciate all the work that you put into that. It was incredible. It's going to be me singing Christmas lyrics on top of that melody. So get I think that's ready. perfect. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed it, which I won't do. Um, and thank you to Caleb St. Hewitt for, um, you know, just being you, bud. Aww, Happy thank holidays. You, Happy holidays. I just, I, I just love your gifts. Thank you so much for your gift. I'm glad I could give you a gift, finally. And as always, I'm Caleb St. Hewitt. I'm Nick Splendor. And, and you're, you're two, two shows. Snow! Got you, Snow! And Sonic's like, I don't know any Mr. Sonic, but you can just call me regular Sonic. <laughs> I, I don't spray water on things, like, lightly, and, like, <laughs> in, like a gentle drizzle. <laughs> That's the joke that I, I should have yeah. done at the beginning. Yeah. Um, the, I, <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> uh, Gare, carry on. <laughs> They give you a beautiful gift. <laughs> I, the kids People says, say that to me a lot. <laughs> thank you for your beautiful gift. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I don't know why, but it does. It is said to me a lot. Joy to the world. What I hear, do you hear? Deck the halls with boughs of holly. When I deck the, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Oh, will you let it? Little drummer boy, little drummer boy, little drummer boy, a little drummer. All I show for Christmas is two.